the main takeaway from it was actually I had more trouble understanding them than they did understanding me, which was something I didn't really expect. So, for example, I was I was you know doing my road trip, LA, San Fran, did all the touristy stuff, it was fun. Mm-hmm. But I was also doing a kind of like a mini tour of American eateries that we don't have in the UK right. to determine which one was best. What like? So you know, classic you know Denny's, right? IHOP, yep. Uh, Carl's Jr. Ooh, did Jack you, did you try Carl's regular? So the, <laughs> it did not, or Carl's Senior, no. Uh, so I was having basically a burger a day. It was so good. But the winner, by the way, Wendy's. Oh my goodness. The Wendy's Baconator is the greatest burger I've ever had. Please sponsor oh, it was, it was so good. That's it. I had, f- I had four in the space of five days. Wow, Colin. <laughs> I yeah, know, did you I do a calorie bad. calculation on that one? Well, no, but that's because I managed to blag a free three-day gym pass in San Francisco where I could also shower. So I was like, hey, I've, I've lifted a few weights for half an hour this morning. That will do me. And that then I also do, cycled yeah. over the Golden Gate Bridge. So, you know, that's a lot of calories. So. That's like 10 um, miles long. Regardless, I was at Wendy's and uh, the girl, Alopecia, whatever her name was, was uh, it turned out she was asking me what my name was, her name for for the order. Yeah, I thought because I didn't hear her, she was asking me if I wanted to eat in or or take away. Oh no! So I kind of went, I'll 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 sit in, and she goes, okay, great. And then five minutes later, when she she uh, <laughs> she gave me the receipt, and then she called out my my name five minutes later. She said, Sutton. <laughs> now on the receipt printed is the name Sutton. Al Sutton is what. That's a good so, name. That's a solid name. I mean, I'm impressed that she managed to get me saying sit in for, all right, your name's Sutton then. I mean, it makes sense to me. You answered the you answered the question very incorrectly, so she salvaged it. Yeah, so so well done, woman in Wendy's. The other, the other problem I had in America was uh, was the driving, because not, not just that they're on the wrong side. That was fine, actually. It like, was you're, more... a, you're a great driver over here, right? I mean, yeah, not to mention the two crashes I've had this year already. Neither of which were my fault, but never mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's true. Don't even start. Uh, yeah, so the driving, because nobody in America seems to know where their indicators are. Oh, right. They just they just go. They just do. And uh, they just move. And you're like, oh, I was there. My car was there. You can't do that. You can't. But by that point. But they can. They can. And then they also have no concept of braking distances at all. Right. And particularly when it's raining. And it just so happened to be the week I was there, LA got more rainfall it did in, in three days than it had in three months. Oh, it rained in LA. That's a good thing. They need water and Yeah, yeah. So, so they were all delighted, which yeah. was really weird. They were like, yes, it's raining. Woo! Yeah, that makes sense. Again, people people just still doing 70 on the freeway and still nose to tail. Uh, so that besides, um, it was brilliant. I had a really good time and uh, I was just sorry. I couldn't have taken my microphone to do Seesaw Parade in LA. I'm very sorry about that. Oh, yeah, you couldn't have possibly taken it. it, it Colin's microphone weighs 10 kilos. <laughs> well, I mean, I just, you know, it just it didn't cost... get through security. <laughs> what is this? Like, are you broadcasting extremist messages from, from California? Oh, we, I guess we kind of are. Well, yeah, it's, it's like, it's it's content which is uh, of a sensitive nature. And we wouldn't want, we wouldn't want border control to be listening to the show. Exactly. Uh, I, I did get stopped by border control. Uh, my passport just apparently was 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 wrong was was bad and i for a second had a panic attack and thought i was not gonna get in but then it was fine well how was it wrong i don't know did it say did it say sutton it just went <laughs> it just went bleep bloop bloop go and see an immigration officer 
to check if you were from Hezbollah. And then you went and he's like, you're, you're golden. You're, you're great. He asked me a few questions like where I was staying and why I was here. <laughs> to to do terrorism <laughs> to do airbnb oh yeah sorry yeah get terrorism airbnb same thing Uh, well, anyway, welcome to Seesaw Parade. Yeah, welcome. James's unexciting life and me with a slight tan. Yeah, which is very. I'm sure you all noticed already. Well, yeah, exactly. It's it's uh, just just imagine me just slightly bronzed. Can you hear the tan in his voice? <laughs> exactly. His, his lips are a bit more a bit more leathery and slightly more well travelled now. Now that I've gone to uh, America to the US of A. I'm glad you made it back, Colin. Yeah, no, glad to be, glad to be back. Many bad things can happen there. <laughs> indeed, indeed, yeah. And uh, I met lots of... There's other, one last thing, sorry. One last thing. In GTA, you know, the, the classic game, yeah? uh-huh. there's... Uh, in the version I have, I, it's the one after San Andreas. Is it Vice City? I'm not entirely sure. Um, that was before, but sure. It's, it's the one after San Andreas. And in that game, yep. they have several kind of computerized characters who stand on street, t- street corners and dance and sing. Right. And I thought that was just a GTA creation. It turns out, no. People do that. They actually exist in LA. That's that's nice. They have a massive homelessness problem. Well, yeah, um, in, in California, yeah. Because, yeah, because no one ever freezes to death on the streets. You know, it's always quite <laughs> The bummy. cold weather takes care of our homeless problem. <laughs> exactly. Wow. But also, the, the, the person I was staying with uh, for a few days, I asked him about it. And he said it's also... Just mental health issues slipping through the cracks and and rampant drug addiction. Oh, absolutely, and and so this kind of caricature you see on GTA isn't so much a caricature; it's an actual thing. It's pretty accurate. So that was kind of weird, but uh, all right. But yeah, glad to be back. Cease operate episode one two three. There we it's go. It's a good number. Solid number. Let's hope it's a good one. That was that was the number one hundred and twenty three, not the numbers between one and three. Okay, thanks for that. I'm Colin. He's James. Uh, yep. And uh, we're gonna cram into two weeks worth of stuff that i missed starting with avengers infinity war brand new trailer and uh, certainly more fuller uh, than the first one before we delve in let's, so much more fuller let's have a uh, let's have a quick listen to this perfectly bound as all things should be i hope they remember you Right, James, uh, Infinity War is about a month away. What did you make of this trailer? It's funny that this is a full-length trailer and they still haven't managed to get all of the cast in it. That's how much of a mess this film is going to be. I think everyone's going to get maybe two lines each and then the film's going to be over. And we'll be like, all right, cool, everyone died. Well, I mean, that was always our concern, was that with a film with so many characters, I'm not even going to start to list them, but the two ones I've noticed who are definitely not in the trailer are Ant-Man and Hawkeye. Hawkeye in particular, seeing as he was basically one of the first Avengers introduced in the... He was in, he was in the first Thor. And then he was, like, one of the first guys seen in Avengers Assemble before he gets turned bad. Yeah. And then he had a much bigger... He had, a, like, a full origin story. He was the guy. In Age yeah. of Ultron. He's not even in the trailer, which maybe is a, is a strange Maybe he's stuck one. in a random place somewhere. Or maybe Thanos' ship lands on him. That's the start of the film. Oh, here's the bat. Oh, no, he got Hawkeye. I, I guess he's meant to be retired, so maybe that's why he's not in it. He's retired for the second time. 
Which, like, I'm, I'd be okay with that if they retired a character, you know, for a wee while. That would be fine with me. I don't need all the characters in this film. There's there's far too many. Okay. So kill some of them, retire some of them. I don't really think Black Widow needs to be in it. What's she going to do? Like, shoot a gun at the army? Be supportive <laughs> of the Hulk? I, I'm really confused as to what she's going to contribute. I really, I do hope that the writers find a good way to make her important. But seriously, this film is too big for it for 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 the story oh, I, I don't see how it's going to work right well the runtime's been been confirmed at 156 minutes so that's about <laughs> two and a half hours uh, minus the credits uh and bear in mind that this was originally meant to be infinity war part one and part two but they haven't told us oh, what the fourth one's been gonna be called yet because apparently it's a spoiler so yeah so yeah it's, de- it's definitely still part one and part two they just aren't naming them that anymore right and uh well let's let's get to the actual trailer of what was in it of the superheroes who were in it what did you make of what was on show like it looks interesting like people look like they're in danger we've got Captain America looking like he's a proper danger. Iron Man looking like he's in proper danger. Doctor Strange. I think the Vision gets killed by his own friends. We got Spider-Man all over the place in the sky. I'm not really sure how good Spider-Man is at being in the sky. So yeah, there might actually be some tension in this film, which hasn't existed in the Marvel Universe yet. There's never been any tension as to what's going to happen. I think that's the difference in that there are actual stakes and i know we've talked about this before but just from the from the content of the trailer can i just say um if we compare it to say trailers which you and i have both really enjoyed which have largely been for star wars films because the trailers that they've produced have had no suggestion of plot yep uh, and just kind of give you a, t- a taste it's a trailer it's, it's it does what it's meant to do this for me gives away too much of what's going to happen we find out all the different groupings of sub-team. Yeah. We know how all the different films are going to merge into the... So we know that Iron Man teams up with Star-Lord and, like, Baba Groot goes and... <laughs> Why is Baba Groot a Baba again? I thought the post credit scene of the last film had him going up into... Yeah. Ad- My goodness, I've just realised that right now. So we know who everyone's going to be friends with. We know when Thanos is going to meet each one of them. We know that Doctor Strange is going to meet up with Marvel's version of Voldemort. Yeah. Mar- Marvelmort. Ebony Maw, and I believe. Yeah, sure, Marvelmort. And <laughs> I think so much of the film's plot points are, they're not laid out in order, but we'll be able to order them in our heads as we're watching the film. Well, for example, can I just can I just say, so uh, the film opens with Gamora, yeah. Zoe Saldana, who is the what, adopted child of Thanos. Adopted daughter, yeah, of the Thanos. Right, so obviously there's going to be flashback scenes, as hinted. With a, uh, little, a little version of her. At the end of Thor Ragnarok, Thor and Loki and all of Asgard are met by Thanos. So that's going to be one of the opening scenes. And of course, there is a shot there Wait. with Loki, yeah. who, by the way, is a goner. I can almost guarantee it. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully because, he goes for an attempt to save the day and dies. Yeah, but so so in, in the first trailer, Loki is presenting the Tesseract, which he yep. stole mm-hmm. at the end of Thor Ragnarok. In the second trailer, you've got the Black Order, who are the four funny-looking, including Marvel Mort, uh, Proxima Midnight, uh, Cull Obsidian are all there, and who are all pointing weapons at, at Loki. Yeah. And then in what looks to be a connected scene, Thanos is, like, squeezing Thor's head. Yeah. 
So, so all of Asgard dies except Thor and the Valkyrie girl. Exactly. Yes, yes, exactly. So I say all of Asgard dies, Loki dies, and Thor somehow manages to escape, and that's how he ends up with the Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Yeah, the Guardians save him. Yeah, so, okay, so that's one. Yep. Then you've got all the people in Wakanda, which is Captain America, Black Panther, Black Widow, Hulk, you know, that kind of, like, average, mediocre group. Then you've got but the kind of elite... How the get there? Because the Hulk's with... With space, with space Thor. Well, we'll see that. Yeah, so he's with. So he starts off. No, so Hulk crashes to Earth, to Earth, as we saw in the first trailer. Oh yeah, and ends up with Benedict Cumberbatch and Benedict Wong. Oh yeah. So, so then that leaves Iron Man, Doctor Strange, and Spider Man to go into space and do battle on Titan, space which is Thanos' yeah. planet. And then, of course, at some point, Thanos will come to Earth and he fights Captain America, blah, blah, blah. So you've, you've, you're right. You've got, like, the sub-teams already set out here. And Vision and Scarlet Witch, they filmed in Edinburgh. So, obviously, they start there and there's some sort of attack or battle there. And then they end up in Wakanda, too. Yeah, because Vision's... Mr. Vision's taken to Wakanda. So this is what I don't like, in that the trailer has already laid out where everybody's going to be and essentially in that order. But maybe that all happens in the first 20 minutes of the film. Uh, Iron Man doesn't actually die like we like the trailer suggests he will, and instead uh, is going to be like the sole survivor of the film and saves the day in the next one somewhere. Well, there's, there's a couple who you, you can safely say are still going to be alive. Spider-Man survives because there's another film coming out straight after uh, Infinity War Part 2. Doctor Strange will survive because he's got a second film. Yeah. Ant-Man also surviving. Yeah. Not to mention the people like Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, who's going to be in the next one. So there's a few you can already say, well, he can't die because he's got another film. However, the likes of Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, uh, uh, you don't know. I'm not so sure about them. What What I'm thinking is a lot of people are going to die in this film. And then the next film is going to like switch it up so that everyone that didn't die in the first one is actually going to end up dying, redoing <laughs> the events of the first one in a kind of saving the day but sacrificing themselves kind of way. So maybe only uh, Captain America and Iron Man are going to survive. And then in the second film, they're just going to redo the first film, but they're going to save the day and no, I die don't, I, in the end. Yeah, I don't want to kind of retread old ground, but I've said this once. I've said it, I'll say it again. I will not enjoy the film as much and i think this will probably be more of the second part if they do the whole oh no they're dead oh wait doctor strange can use time and make them not dead oh they're alive again because that just cheapens the actual death like if if a character's been killed they should stay dead yeah this is why it is important for doctor strange to lose his time stone the green thing yeah because otherwise all his films forever are just oh he used time to save the day again <laughs> And that's why Vision, Vision's got to die because he's got an all-powerful beam and stuff like that. We got to yeah. have a lot. This is the this is the film to get rid of all the super super powers. So Vision is dead as well. I think Wakanda's. I think the folks in Wakanda are gonna dismantle Mister Vision. Oh really? And use and use the stone as bait. Okay. Uh, I I'd say Vision is a goner. Loki is dead. Uh, and I think it's got to be either Captain America or Iron Man. It's got to be one of the one of the two big heroes has got to go. I think I think the Hulk's going to save the day because we've seen that Captain America can hold hands with um, CG Thanos <laughs> very easily. Okay, hold so on. if he right. can hold hands with him, I think the Hulk can kill him. Okay, right. So just lastly, before we move on, what do we make of 
CGI purple Josh Brolin because again I know we've talked about this but this is just another look at him and obviously as time has gone on he's been more uh the CGI has developed you know even from the first was the first Avengers film he was at the end of or the first Iron Man I can't remember Uh, a film a long time ago he sat on a chair and looked purple and I'm sure at the moment the teams are probably still working on the on how he looks until the day before release yeah, so what do you think of how he looks at the moment? I mean, like it, it's not going to make me not like the film, but he does look a bit dumb. It, it, I think it's just one of those situations. Much like Black Panther, I think the CGI is going to be one of the weaker elements of the film. CGI and story. That are, that's going to be the two things I don't like, which are pretty important in films these days. Ah, uh, it's true. Okay, let's just move on. Um, That comes out in about a month, or I'm sure there'll probably be another trailer before then. Uh, reviews, depending on how good the film is, will probably come out about... oh. 10 days two weeks before if they're confident marvel will let it run for a long time that's my one concern is that this film will finally be the one that marvel just can't quite get right i'm just hoping that this is the end like if they do this big finale to whatever that all the future films aren't just the same jigsaw piece rotated a slight a slight direction just have the films that are different please okay let's jump over to dc uh some news that we missed whilst i was away oh the villain for wonder woman 2 has been announced uh, it will be the role of uh, cheetah and it's being played by Kristen wig which is a choice i did not see coming james thoughts on that i mean it seems like a reasonable idea cheetah a, cl- a classic villain i believe i've never really read the wonder woman stories what <laughs> I've heard of Cheetah as well, so it must be something. And, like, Wig's not not bad at what she does. She gets paid to act, and I don't really know. They're just, they're pushing they're pushing it in a different direction. They've, I, hopefully, because they've, they're going for Cheetah, it'll be a smaller finale. It won't be a, hey, we're exploding the world, here's the big bad guy finale. It will be an actual finale. Did you see the first Wonder Woman? Where they, ex- where big bad guy finale. <laughs> they exploded everything. Yeah. You did right. Okay, I I agree to an extent, but I don't think. And similarly to this, uh, to Infinity War, I don't think you can have a superhero film nowadays which doesn't end in a big climactic over the top battle. But I just want them to try it just once. Stop going full CGI for your last twenty minutes. Make it real. Make it believable. Just have someone in danger. Have a guy that we like be in danger. Like. Who needs the whole world to be in danger these days? We're bored of the world being at risk. Just well, blow up the world. Have one guy to save. There's there's a couple of things about this uh, this casting. The film is set in the Cold War, rumoured to be set in the Cold War. All right. Um, so I suspect Kristen Wiig might end up doing an accent. She'll be Russian. She's totally going to be a, either that or a Cuban. Yeah, or, or a Cuban. She might be Cuban. I think... I think this is a great cast, actually. Uh, okay. At the moment, I think she, similarly to how Melissa McCarthy is playing a mob boss in a Netflix TV series, which is uh, we might have talked about. I can't remember. No, um, I don't think we have. I think I think it's a I think it's a solid bit of casting. Like it could work. That's the thing. It's, it's it's different. So that's interesting. And that I think starts filming uh, this summer with uh, Patty Jenkins again directing. So I'm hopeful. Because I really did enjoy the first one, apart from the third act. We've talked about that before. Hopefully this will be more of the same, because Wonder Woman is the one uh, kind of DC property which they've done right. So far, yeah. So far. And hopefully they learn lessons someday about how to make good film. 
Okay, right. Going on to another trailer very quickly. Fantastic Beasts, the second in the series, which apparently is going to be five films. Didn't know this. Five? Yep. Uh, this oh, one called man. The Crimes of Grindelwald. Is the fifth one going to be called Fantastic Beasts? I couldn't tell you. If they take any inspiration from Vin Diesel and co, then yes. But uh, let's just have a quick listen. I know he's working under your orders. What do you have to say for yourself, Dumbledore? If you'd ever had the pleasure to teach him, you'd know Newt is not a great follower of orders. James, Fantastic Beasts 2. What do you, th- what do you think? Oddly enough, this is one of the things that I have already spoken to one Christopher Morrison about. So Christopher, I'm sorry that this is not <laughs> going to be anything interesting to you, but I do not think there are enough Fantastic Beasts in this film. <laughs> it's just lacking in the beast front. That's all I got. Right. In my mind, if you compare this trailer to Infinity War, this one is just lacking. I mean, there's a smaller story, so it's going to feel a bit lacking. Well, yeah, but even just the way it's been made, the way it's been edited, the the captions, I know it's a different market. Well, not really that different. Well, the market for... Yeah, it's a different market wherein the Marvel one is, hey, put a Marvel icon on on the screen and people will pay for it. And this one is a, (laughs) hey, put a Harry Potter icon on the screen and people will pay for it. Yeah. They don't have to try hard. At the same time, I just just didn't think a lot of the trailer. You're right, there wasn't quite enough Fantastic Beasts. There were like a few lizard-looking things and some seaweed monster, but that was basically it. And there was a nice-looking bird. And by that, I mean an actual (laughs) bird. Okay. And uh, Jude Law, I think, is uh, is excellent. Well, excellent he looks choice. dapper, too dapper for Dumbledore. He looks, he looks, yeah, he, he does. I mean, Dumbledore had some interesting fashion choices, so maybe this is founded. I'm okay. I've I've changed my mind. He looks just dapper enough to be Dumbledore. And uh, again, I think, I mean, as much as I am not big in the the wizarding world, I could probably predict the plot of this film just from the trailer. Which again, Whoa. I. I just don't like. I just don't like well, that. So, well, yeah, Dumbledore is going to go. Hey, you, the guy over there who made a huge mess, you've got to save <laughs> the day. And then the guy over there that made a huge mess in the previous film is going to try and save the day. I think he's going to not quite save the day, and then Dumbledore yeah. will have to save the day. Uh, the, the thing that's that's just the way it's going to work. The elephant in the room of this trailer is the fact that, despite you know, it's called Crimes of Grindelwald. And Grindelwald, for for my count, Johnny Depp is in the trailer once. Well, yeah. But they could have called the original High Potters like Voldemort being a bad guy, and it, it would still be okay for them to be about Harry Potter primarily. No, but you'd still have to have a decent amount of Voldemort because he's a character that people want to see. Whereas I think with Grindelwald, there's been such backlash to Johnny Depp's casting, which they're kind of hiding him a wee bit. They are, yeah, they are. They are hiding him a little bit. I don't think uh, J.K. Rowling or any of the producers are backing down. You know, they've all obviously already filmed everything. Yeah, and they are still supporting the guy. And there's, I, I, I can't say I know enough about... No, neither do I. ...what he's accused of. I think it's domestic assault or domestic abuse of Amber Heard's. Yeah, I believe the thing is that there's just accusations going both ways, and that's all we really know. Again, like, where do you draw the line? I'm not in any way condoning... Johnny Depp's behaviour or, you know, his his or her apparent behaviour. Alleged behaviour, even. That's the thing. It's while it's alleged, you can't really make a judgement. And we shouldn't. Yeah, so 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 what do you do? If, if someone's accused of something, just say, nope, not going to not gonna employ it or not going to give you a job. But then, obviously, when it gets to, like, a Kevin Spacey level, you say, oh, absolutely yeah. not. So where is the line? Where do you say, you know, for example, Josh Brolin? He's been accused multiple times of various crimes, but I don't think he's, as far as I know, I don't think he's ever been convicted of anything, because if he had, 
that would be him. He'd be blacklisted from everything. I don't know if there is a line. I think the line is just kind of if if your name's posted on social media, does it trend in a good way or a bad way? It's all about money for these. It's not. It's not about morality. It's just about money. I mean, maybe some of the people that are less directly tied to the project monetarily will will just be using their own opinions. But I think for most for the most part, if you want to give a guy a job, you just got to check. Hey. If I type his name into Twitter, does it look good or bad? Okay, well, going from one franchise to another, James Bond 25 is set to go before the cameras before the end of this year with Danny Boyle directing, as we uh, we talked about previously. I was going to say exclusively revealed, but we didn't, did we? Um, we exclusively revealed that David Tennant was going to kind of be in Jessica Jones, but we'll get to that. Uh, Danny Boyle, James Bond 25. Uh, how are we feeling, James Bond? Wow, that was, I never realised before that my <laughs> name is the same as know, Mr. Right? James Bond. Mind blown. Wow. And there's tw- there's going to be a 25th film and I'm 25. I'm secretly James Bond. It's a scary film. Although they you actually be- have recast that is me. <laughs> you won't be 25 by the time it comes out, but never mind. Uh, we True. confident and happy with this? I, I don't really. I, I feel like it's just going to be another cookie cutter. We're going to get exactly the same gingerbread man out of this, out of this bake. Surely. I don't, it doesn't matter who the director is. The film's going to be the same. I disagree. I think if you gave it to what you'd call maybe like a visionary director, somebody fresh, new, with some interesting ideas, you would maybe get a different James Bond to... For, well, for example, if you let uh, Taika Waititi direct this film, you'd have a very different James Bond. I hope he would. I just don't think the studio is giving them that kind of freedom. I, true. That being said, I think if, for example, if the studio went for Denis Villeneuve, who they can't know because he's doing June, um, but oh, let's yeah. say they went for him, I think that would be a stylistically improved and a, a kind of a sleek, slick James Bond. Whereas with Danny Boyle, you're right. I think it's a very safe bet. It's a very, it's almost in the lines of Sam Mendes. It's kind of like you're going for somebody who's middle of the roads, who is. He can point a camera and point the lights well. He's had a few good films. But nothing which you're like, whoa, that was mind-blowingly good. Like, even Slumdog Millionaire, that was more in the script than it was directing. Well, yeah, so for this one, the script's got to be great. But from what we've seen of the James Bonds, that's not a thing. Maybe it will be. I, 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 There's so many James Bonds now, and the last five, four, the last four have all just been the same film. Unless the marketing comes out and it makes it look very different, I probably won't see it until it's free to watch somewhere. Pierce Brosnan was kind of the end of my... Uh, he kind of finished by the time I was watching James Bond films. So I can't really judge. Daniel Craig, however. Casino Royale, I think, is an excellent film. It's a great film. Quantum of Solace is not great. Terrible. Skyfall, if you ignore the logic gaps, gaping logic gaps, is good fun. I will allow it. It was fun to watch. Spectre is a complete mess. Awful. And, uh, yeah, so... I mean... I'm expecting a sort of Quantum of Solace-esque effort here. Oh, sorry, Danny. Yeah, sorry, Danny, but that's what I make of your directing abilities. I'd like to once again say that I think we could do a great job of directing a James <laughs> Bond film. Yeah, we, we could be like the like the Lego movie creators, whose names I've forgotten, who got fired from Star Wars. San <laughs> Phil, Phil and Chris. Chris Lord, yeah, Chris Miller and Phil Lord. Phil Lord, Chris Miller. There we go. Yeah. We're, we're, we're just that, except... Less talented. Unproven. Even less proven. Okay. Uh, anyway, let's move on. So, in the time we were away, I also managed to miss the Oscars. 
And yes, so we'll, which is we'll, great for me because it means we won't really talk about it for too long right now. Yeah, so we're just going to yeah. keep it very, very brief. The Shape of Water won Best Picture after all. It did, and to no one's surprise, right? Well, no, I was surprised. Were you? Yeah. I, I was... thought we were, we were both saying it was pretty a pretty, a pretty sure thing. No, I said Three Billboards was going to win. Oh, yeah, you did. Sorry, I never listened to you really. So, <laughs> it's fine, neither do I. I'm checking my phone the entire time. Uh, so, <laughs> um, Best Director, Guillermo del Toro, which I'd expected. I did not expect it to win Best Film. However, from the coverage it was receiving, it wasn't like, shock, oh, Shape no, of we War were wins. totally saying Three Billboards was going to win. Yep. I lied to you. Yep. So, uh, liar. Uh, so I'm, I was surprised. Yeah, it's relatively surprising. It didn't seem the rest of the media were. I guess maybe in the kind of build up to the event, it gained a bit more traction. It really did, yeah. I, there's been a few people who I've spoken to who did not enjoy Three Billboards. I still stand by the fact that I thought it was great. Uh, and I certainly enjoyed it more than Shape of Water. Shape of Water I loved, but I still enjoyed Three Billboards more. I That's thought the it was thing a- about art. We are allowed to enjoy it different amounts. I would still see it. Yeah, go ahead. If you can. It's already been shown on transatlantic flights. <gasps> it is? So if you want to go see it, just fly to Los Angeles. Go fly to America. <laughs> yeah, perfect. I mean, and the other Oscars were less surprising, right? For yeah, you. there was there was nothing which was particularly, uh, yeah, out of the ordinary. I think everything was kind of as, a, you know, Alison Janney and Francis McDormand, Sam Rockwell... Uh, yeah, so I, th- I think that's we can wrap the Oscars there, James. They were not surprising and nobody cared. Right, uh, a couple more. Bef- like, sorry, no, sorry, that was a lie. They were not surprising and the only people who cared were the people that were in the room. <laughs> okay, right, uh, a couple more very quickly before we, uh, we, we move on. Alex Garland, who did Ex Machina, which is a great sci-fi. If you've never seen it, definitely watch it. Uh, his he new also film- was the writer for 28 Days Later. There we go. Uh, his new film, written and directed by him, uh, Annihilation, it was released to UK Netflix instead of theatrically. Now, this is yeah. a new... It's a new sci-fi. Apparently, he and uh, the producers had a creative split the over the the ending of the film because yeah. uh, the producers wanted to tone it down to kind of make it a bit more... Easy. Uh, easily understandable. Yeah. And he said, no, absolutely not. I wrote this script. It's going to go the way I want, which is fair enough. Yep. However, yep. the studio, Paramount obviously did not have much confidence in the film. To no, they did not. No, no, no. Only no, no. release it theatrically in the States and put it on Netflix everywhere else. So far in the States, it's made 20 million, which is not an awful lot. Not a terrible amount, no. And so now it's on Netflix. I'm yet to watch it. It's on my list, James, uh, as are various TV shows I've not yet seen. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. This is, a, a, from all accounts, a great sci-fi film, which has been made from someone who has kind of... Uh, yeah, Acclaimed projects in the past. Yeah. With a decently sized budget, but it looks like and a pretty it's good cast. A great cast. Natalie Portman, uh, Tessa Thompson. Benedict Wong. <laughs> Not Benedict Wong. No, he, um, is, he is in it. Is he? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I, uh, I want to just let you in on a big secret here. I have watched Annihilation. Oh, really? Okay, okay, okay yes. hold on. Yes. Be- be- okay, I was just going to let you carry on talking forever and without even asking me if I'd seen it. I just presumed you hadn't. Okay, first of all, what did you think of the film then? Colin, I loved it. I thought it was absolutely wonderful. The big, some of the flaws, sure, there's one or two scenes that were a bit underplayed. There was one or two scenes that were acted slightly poorly. But overall, it's one of those films that just makes you ask questions the whole time you're watching it. 
and it gives you answers to the most important ones. And it looks amazing. Okay. It's very vibrant and colorful, which is something we've been lacking in films aside from the occasional Wes Anderson. So going from that, obviously it was released straight to Netflix, very similarly to Cloverfield Paradox, which was not quite so oh, well received. Oh, no, not so, not so amazing. Is this the future for these sort of mid-level budgeted films? Because at the cinema at the moment, Black Panther has just passed a billion worldwide, whereas yeah. something like Game Night, which is Jason Bateman's new comedy, which is actually very funny, is really struggling. So are these like mid-budget films, is this now just Netflix as a place they go to die? Possibly. It could be the new trend that when studios see that their films aren't doing so well on the big screen, they'll just try to sell it off to some online distributor. And I don't even know. Stop making a loss. It kind of is to our profit because then we get to see the film sooner. I think, though, that occasionally you'll watch a film like this one, which is, for some audiences, incredible and definitely would have been a lot better on the big screen. Well, that's the thing. I think it's people are now being denied or, you know, denied these experiences of seeing it on the big screen as opposed to just watching it on your laptop, which is just not the same. It's not. And this film was designed and, and like, every element of the design was great. The sound design was... It just kept you in a dreamlike state. It was very unusual watching this film because it kind of draws you into the mood of the film. It's just the latest in a long list of films... Of this kind of, yeah, mid-level budget, you know, 40 to 50 million, which have been released theatrically, but have com- just really underperformed. So, like, really actually good films. All the Money in the World's one. Uh, yeah. Only the Brave. Ten Cloverfield Lane, not the which, Paradox which, one. Yeah, Ten Cloverfield Lane, one of oh, the best movies of recent years. Really enjoyed it. But that's another film which just didn't make any money because people are either seeing the big, massive tentpole franchises or they're staying at home and watching something on demand or they're taking their kids out to watch the latest cheap and terrible kids film. yeah so that's so that's my question i guess is is this it for is this the future for these kind of level films well it might be the future for all good films because clearly making a film that is just widely approachable but not interesting at all is is the kind that makes the most money right now whereas the thinky ones yeah no the thinky ones, no. The artsy ones, no. The ones that ask interesting questions, no. The ones that are about difficult subjects, no. Just if you can make something that ticks as many easy to tick boxes as possible and then give it a decent trailer, that'll be it. You're done. Golden. I think it's a real shame because some of my favourite films in the last few years have been these, what you'd call in today's terms, smaller films, which have just not made the money expected and so the studio is much more reluctant to plow the money into the next project which i think is is a real shame i'm hoping these will still be made probably financed by streaming services and never really seen on the big screen but you never know you might get lucky and get to watch some of those in smaller art houses and stuff like that okay time is really escaping us here uh very briefly a fantastic story i've just seen shia labeouf has written a biopic about himself yeah uh, he's he's cast uh, lucas hodges from so not himself not himself he's cast lucas hodges who's manchester right. by the sea and uh, Ladybird as himself, and he okay. will play his dad. Oh, wow. Is he also playing his mum? I don't know. The film's called Honey Boy, right. and uh, I, I don't even know where to start with this one. So is it kind of just a, a, a story about him being a child star and 
having a it's, bad it's a dad. story about him it's about him and his uh, the relationship between him and his dad and how it kind of progresses over a decade right, yeah. but it's more the fact that he's he's written this one about himself and he's cast himself not as not as himself as his dad i do like, know one is that some sort of weird statement about I don't know why. How I, I don't even know where well, to go. Well, he's probably just too. He's probably just too old to play his young self, and he doesn't want to make it difficult. Maybe he does want to try and play his dad so he can understand his dad better. I don't know. I do know one promising thing about this film, and that is that the script, which was written under a pseudonym, got onto the blacklist, <laughs> and that's the good blacklist. It's the blacklist of scripts that are floating about in Hollywood but haven't been picked up, but everyone says look great. So that's that's promising. So the script apparently looked great before everyone knew it was a, a Shia written film about Shia. <laughs> right. Uh, very, very quickly. Um, Jessica Jones season two is out. James, have you started watching it yet? I have started watching it. I've watched maybe half. And right. Shall we, shall we save a review for next week? We can save a review for next week. Right. Just, just so we Come acknowledge it is out. Mr. David Tennant, if you want to come talk to us about it, please get in touch. Absolutely. Uh, Luke Cage, season two, has also confirmed its villain. Uh, I think it's going to go before the cameras this year, too. It's Annabella Sciorra from The Sopranos. All right, who yeah. Who is, um, is playing the character of Rosalie Carbone, who I I can't say I know an awful lot about in terms of nah. Marvel uh, Marvel comics. I don't, I don't really know much about it. I haven't had time to read, it, read about it. I hope she's not a, another super-powered villain. But we'll wait and see. <laughs> Who knows what she's going to be. But Marvel really, their TV stuff. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Okay, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to that. We'll come back to it. Yeah. And uh, in actual news, oh, in fact, no, one more. Rick and Morty, season four. Uh, I saw an exchange on Twitter from the creator uh, and a disgruntled fan. Right, yeah. Who was asking when season four was coming. And the producer essentially said, yep. depends when the, uh, if anybody ever wants it. Which yeah, it's not been brought yet. It's it's a shame because I mean Rick and Morty. Despite the fact I have never sat down and watched an entire show, an entire season. Right. I've seen episodes here and there. Yeah. It seems like the kind of show which would have a kind of a very dedicated following and does appear to be quite funny. It it, it genuinely does have a dedicated following. I'm surprised it hasn't been picked up for a fourth season because it's almost got a cult like and very global following. It's possible that because it was an adult swim series and it was just hosted on their website which is hard to access and pay for it didn't get much of an actual viewing and everyone just pirated it that's my only guess because genuinely the show brought back a mcdonald's sauce it had that much cultural power <laughs> they, they made a joke about it in the show and then there were so many people wanting the sauce that mcdonald's brought it back Okay, well, we'll wait and see where that goes. Uh, just will. very briefly in world news, because I guess we have to talk about, you know, things that actually affect our, our <laughs> yeah, planet. Yeah, no, I suppose we've exclusively talked about films. Let's do something real. Uh, Maybe so next week more real things the, will happen. The main thing that's happened has been uh, accusations aimed at Russia that they used a nerve agent to poison a, formal, a former double agent living in Britain, Sergei Skipral and his daughter Julia, still both in critical conditions in hospital, about two weeks on from the attack in Salisbury, uh, in which uh, a police officer is also in a serious condition. He was the first on the scene, and he's been affected by this nerve agent too. The UK expelled 23 Russian diplomats in, yep. in retaliation, and so the Russians went, all right, we'll expel 23 of yours. Yeah, uh, and of course, have denied everything. Uh, the Russian embassy tweeted a picture of Poirot and said that you know maybe we should the the Brits need to get him on the case. Uh, we need to get him on the case. Yeah, I mean, genuinely, I thought that was hilarious, but just 
so inappropriate. I mean, what what do you make of all this then? It's 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 crazy that it happened. It's crazy that either Russia did decide to do this. They decided to kill one of their old spies that was turned out was actually spying on them, but they did it not in their standard way. They they kill their spies all the time. It's usually by choking them or bashing them in the head. <laughs> But they did it by a very traceable method. They they used apparently a nerve agent that only they produce. Which either means that they're really dumb when they plan how to kill people. They think that the world isn't strong enough to take a stand against them. Or that they've accidentally lost a lot of their nerve agent. And all of those things are pretty scary. I think it's the, it's the middle one there. It's the fact that they realize they can do it because it puts the US in a very difficult position because now <laughs> yeah you know if, if putin uh, and you know again without any sort of uh, massive in-depth knowledge of how the russian uh mob slash kjb former kjb operates it doesn't seem to me a stretch to suggest that somebody russian came over to salisbury and poisoned these two yeah and then um, there just happens to have been another uh, uh, russian exile killed oh yeah yeah between then and now absolutely yeah so and of course the russians have, have denied everything and said it's complete nonsense yeah um but and there's I, a significantly I, shorter lifespan for ex-russian double agents than anyone else in the world so at this point you, you're just putting two and two together and as i say i think the russians are very calculated and that they've realized that sure the uk can be like oh this is terrible how could russia do this and russia will say oh no we didn't do anything and then it's kind of the uk will look to donald trump and say hey condemn this sort of down with this sort of thing but because of trump and putin's sort of links yeah he's not gonna he's not gonna say anything which he didn't he didn't really do that for a long time he kind of he had to be almost forced to say you know what it was a bad thing that happened yeah his his uh his statement to reporters was was uh vague i mean it, it was vague i mean it was, it was saying yes it looks like russia had did this but it wasn't uh how dare they yeah poison someone on some in someone yeah, else's country it was hey look the evidence kind of points to russia hey that, that would be bad if they did it and he's like what was it, his head of was Secretary of State's Foreign Affairs, whatever. One of his big boys came out and said, hey, Russia, don't do that. And he got fired a couple of minutes later. Yeah, Rex Rex Tillerson got fired. And also the, uh, was it the former head of the FBI or yeah. CIA? He got Genuinely, fired as well. Everyone's getting fired in America. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think that I could put in for a job. Uh, and high and up also, in the White House. over the weekend, Trump was tweeting about how the... Uh, the FBI investigation into Russian links has been compromised and there's so many Democrats and all this and suggesting that he might actually fire Richard Mueller, yep. who is the uh, the head investigator, which if yep. that happened so, would just be chaos. So let's keep an eye I, on that. I hope everything would implode. I think everything would implode. And is it because he's getting nervous? At this point, well, I think it's beyond nervous. I think he's actually frightened. He's realized that he can't solve his problems by firing people, but he's going to carry on firing people anyway genuinely he's realizing that people are going to find out that the russians backed him and that he was all for it that he colluded with them and that he's been lying every day since and he's scared Hmm. but it's so weird that even after all that he's still so clearly kind of supporting russia still wouldn't tell them off for for killing their own spies on foreign soil never mind in their own turf well fun times ahead but james time is up and so I will see you. I will not be in California this weekend. So I will you see won't. you next weekend. I'll see you real soon if the world doesn't explode. Well, also I meant to be snowboarding this weekend. My long, my uh, yeah, long-term snowboarding is meant to happen on Saturday. But whether right. or not it does, we'll wait and see. So I may or may not speak to you next week. You know, 
Who knows? Who knows? The world may not, not exist. Who knows? Maybe I'll record with a guest well. Uh, maybe we'll all die. <laughs> maybe it'll turn out that North Korea actually does have the smartest leadership of any country in the world at this time. Hey, North Korea. I hope you're doing well. They seem to be doing a lot better than everyone else <laughs> okay, in terms right. of the leadership, the population. We'll get back to that, James. We'll get back to that, James. It's been a pleasure. I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, everyone, come back. We'll talk about real things. <laughs>